This is Fragmented Reality, a digital bulletin podcast designed to bust the buzzwords that dominate enterprise technology. My name is Romilly Broad, and for this episode, I take my clutch of eggs, each containing an industry buzzword, to Ahmed Hassan, technology leader and global head of experience at multinational creative agency Spark 44. Let's get straight into it. Uh, why don't you grab um, a green egg? I, I've got a green egg. You've got a green egg. There we go. Excellent. What's in there? Right. This is that lovely topic of big data. What a surprise. It's almost <laughs> as if I pointed you to it. No, just, for, just so everyone who's listening to this understands, we were talking about this earlier on, and I thought it was quite an interesting topic, so I may have placed that egg on top deliberately. Yeah. Um, what does big data mean to you? Uh, I think it's, it, it means that someone in some big corporation has come up with a phrase that... Uh, he needs to, or she needs to, spin out to the world to get people to get excited about something that they can potentially solve or sell. Uh, that's what it means to me. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so you uh, were you were quite cynical about it. When yeah, we, I am. As a as a buzzword or yeah, two two word buzz combo. Yeah. Um, what in in reality, what are we actually talking about here? I mean. So, as we all know, data has been collected all the time around everything we do. You know, is it Google? Is it Google collecting our medical data or something? I mean, yeah, this, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah, that's a new one, right? There's so much data that's been collected about us, and that's, it's so true. I'm not sure all of it is actually useful, or in fact, I'm not sure many companies or, or agencies or anything that matter are actually using the smallest amount of data, let alone the biggest amount of data. So, I always do talk about little data versus big data because rather than focus on what you haven't got or what you need or everything that could be collected. Focus on what you do have and let's start thinking about maximizing the opportunity that that gives you as opposed to trying to work something out from something you haven't yet got. So starting with a lake is... is I'd start with the, a puddle. Start with a puddle and see if you can grow it to a, a, a lake that's yeah. actually defined. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. How about... Um, actually, I was going to say pick another egg, but don't. How... Uh, <laughs> in, in your own role here yeah. at Spark 44... Um, what does what does data mean to you? How big does it get, and how do, how do you how do you use it? So I, I, I talked earlier on today about uh, the, the Spark Forty Four product of um, that we've that we've titled it's essentially always built around um, opportunity conversion marketing, really. Um, and what we're trying to do is that at, at every you know, conversion opportunity that there is, we want to maximize it, right? So it really is, data for me is about supporting and enabling um, an action, okay? Um, Moving a a customer from a consider to an explore, from an explore to select and so on. And and that's what what it is and that's all it really is. It's about just making sure that we're providing the right information for the need state that that person has at a particular point and then pushing them through it. Great. Uh, now, I think ah. you can can pick. Right. I'll go for the pink egg. A pink egg it is. Jesus, it's, a, it's an essay. It's an essay. The future of work. What is the future of work? Well, that's really interesting. <laughs> that's <a laughs> very, hashtag future of work. Hashtag, I mean, it's a really generic uh, phrase. The future of work. So, I have many theories on many things, and this is also one of them I have a theory on. Okay. And um, we've seen... Um, automation and machine learning, et cetera, et cetera, and AI kind of replace and take over a lot of kind of um, people's jobs. And you think about the, the Amazon 
um, big um, storage kind of uh, depots and they're quite quite automated obviously if, actually in the automotive world we spend a lot of time in a lot of that's automated automated so all what I think are all binary jobs which jobs that have a kind of a, essentially a, a yes or no approach to them that they will be or they will disappear into automation um, what won't, in my opinion, and, and where the real growth of work is, is on that creative side. And when I say creative, I don't mean creative from the point of, of coming up with necessarily a great ad or a great campaign. It's creative in all senses of the term, how, a, how an organization should be structured, how um, finances could be changed, how, et cetera. You know, it, it's, it's the creative thinking around how something could be done, uh, which, in my opinion, is the future of work. Right. So would you agree then that the obviously we have various technologies coming in that are um, uh, going to replace some of the things that humans spend their time doing? So, uh, you know, the, the binary stuff, as you say, freeing up more time generally. Now, if you if you're a real cynic, you might say, well, excellent. Time is freed up. Therefore, less people need to have jobs. And therefore, as companies, awesome. We can improve our bottom line. But but really, and, and very few people we talk to have that view. What they're really saying is humans are creative beings. That's when they're at their best solving problems, you know, joining dots, thinking laterally about things. Um, do, you, do you imagine, uh, are you an optimist or a pessimist when it comes to, to optimism? I'm a realist. <laughs> a realist, right? right? And in what you said, the reality is going to be this, as long as it stays as, as it is today. People will see profit, and it's profit, as we all know, that drives our pensions, whether you like that or not. So that will dictate probably the direction, if I'm honest with you, as to what happens, how many people get hired. But there's also an assumption that everybody is creative or can think creatively. And in my experience, that is definitely not the case. Problem solving is not a skill everybody has. It's a skill not many people have, actually. So... There is going to be, I think, a bit of collateral damage in the workforce with regards to what's going to happen. It's almost inevitable. Right. And when we think back to the 80s and, and, and the changes of steel and coal in the north, I don't think they've really recovered from that. And I, Right, know. actually, yeah, you can see that today, is that those they haven't changed into some sort of just as good alternative version of themselves, actually. No. It's, there's, there's still a lot of problems. Yeah. And in fact, that's driving the political... Yeah, discourse now. Exactly right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, I, I, so I'm, I'm, and I'm just a realist. I don't. I think it's pessimistic or it's optimistic. I think it's just, just how it is. Um, so we'll see. But you know, I think there needs to be, perhaps, the education system needs to ch- to change to train more people to think about problem solving and creative thinking and how to apply strategic thinking to everyday, you know, elements, etc. Okay, well, we'll leave that one there. How about grabbing another egg? All right, let's take a yellow. Let's go for all the rainbow colours, although I don't think pink's in the rainbow, is it? Yellow, right. This is Agile. There you go. Agile. Are you? Is it? <laughs> um, at my age, I'm no longer Agile. Uh, but uh, uh, Agile, that's an interesting one. Um, again, a little bit of buzzword bingo, really, but I think it was born out of a very thought-out, sensible approach to a different way of working, you know, especially in the development side. And I remember, you know, the days of kind of building out platforms on it. In the old, what was called, or renamed once Agile came on, is Waterfall, you know, one thing and another and another. Mm. So again, for me, Agile is just a common, way, common sense way of working. You work in parallel, you work quickly. But I think 
the more the more useful phrases to me are, are you know fail fast and test and learn really yeah it, it, agile or not agile just get something done get something done quickly because once it's out there you can prove whether it does or doesn't work if it's not out there you can't right and so, so i suppose you're you're um, being agile as a in the sense of an organisation that is quick to make decisions, quick to in every sense test those things, right? So it's it's much more than just um, a development methodology. This is yeah. uh, something a way of working a, methodology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, blue chatbot, 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 chatbot. Okay. So I was talking the other day to someone about chatbots. Well, they were talking to me, it didn't really matter. And um, they were talking about, oh, this friend, blah, blah, they're creating this, this chat bot that's going to talk people through their medical problems and perhaps guide and advise. And I thought, what a horribly, terribly, awful, bloody idea that was. Because <laughs> could you imagine the potential legal cases around people jumping off buildings because the app told them to? Right. Uh, right. Honestly, yeah. I mean, chatbots is interesting. It, it, funnily enough, I bought um, a new motorcycle the other day. It's a lovely Moto Guzzi V85 TT, if you were ever interested. Anyway, it's a great so bike. Someone will know what that is. Someone in the world will know what that is. Anyway, <laughs> and it was a chatbot that led me to purchase a motorcycle, interestingly. Ah. So I was living right. in, in Dallas, and I was returning back to the UK, and I thought, I need a, I need a bike to get around on. And um, went online to a, a dealership. It was like, must have been, I don't know, 11 p.m. UK time. And just cruising around and something popped up and said, hi, you know, can I help you with what you're looking for? And I thought, because <laughs> I'm in technology and this is, this is how good they are. <laughs> yeah. I thought, huh, someone's on. They're probably they're clever. Maybe they've outsourced to somewhere to answer <laughs> questions anyway, which they might still have done. I don't know. Anyway, so I typed in a question, what, what's your stock looking like? Of which, of course, the chatbot couldn't answer. Right. Um, but then it said, do you want me to get someone to call you back? And, da, da, da. and so I said, yeah, fine. The next day, someone did call me back, and you know, I chat with a nice guy, and uh, lo and behold, you know, a couple of months later, bought the bike. So that worked. So it worked. They they do provide value, and it's about making sure they're providing value in the right thing, yeah. and not the wrong thing, right? So that that's kind of the key for, for me with chatbots. They so they they don't they're not going to talk to you and understand the psychology of your thinking and your mood and so on. They can't hear tone of voice. They can't get a sense of your frustration. So chatbots in a in a complaint industry, for example, would be a terrible idea. But chatbots in, in, in a selling context, yeah, probably, why not? Absolutely, and, and you might, uh, the first example you brought up there of chatbots perhaps in a healthcare context is where it shouldn't be deployed necessarily, no matter how intelligent they get, yeah. because obviously that's a, 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 a Progress is being made on conversational AI as a as a thing which you might put behind a chatbot. <clears throat> yep. Chatbot's the interface, but really behind it, perhaps there is an increasingly intelligent uh, machine somewhere. That I mean, do you not imagine there might be a future? I'm where sure. That helps. Yeah. Where that is useful. Yeah. I mean, the, the question you know the question is is that again we're all individuals, and you know we've both got an ache in in our uh, in our knee. It doesn't mean the cause of the ache is the same. The, the drugs to to cure it will be the same or the approach to solve it will be the same. It's, we're too different. We're too individual to... And, and I know medical doctors do that. Say, they have a, a relatively generic portfolio of answers to give you based on your complaints. But they also tune it because they know, oh, you can't take penicillin or you can't do this, you can't do that and so on. So that, the problem is I don't know whether... 
and, and, and I know it will get there because, of course, when you look at quantum computing, you know, the, the Google are playing around with it. Kind of, is, mm. the thinking is already there. Um, it's just whether it can hold that information. And again, I think the the key role a doctor plays versus a machine could play is the creative on the spot thinking, right? Yeah. You know, oh, my back's aching. So just to give you an example, a few years back, a friend of mine, he had lower back pain. And it's really, you know, a, you know causing him a few problems. And he went to see a doctor and said, oh, well, I don't know, and he, you know, pressed and pulled it. Out. Go see a physiotherapist, went to see a physiotherapist. And he sat down in a chair with a physiotherapist. The physi- physiotherapist walked around the chair and said, do you put your wallet in your back pocket? And the guy goes, yeah. Just do you mind taking it out? So he pulls out this wallet and it's a little, one of those kind of, you know, books he yeah. puts on the table. And just, uh, she goes, that's what's causing your back pain. Because it was destabilizing his hips and he was sitting down, putting too much pressure on one side and causing his lower back pain. No computer machine in the world is going to pick that up. Right. So yeah. it's that creative thinking on the spot that these kind of medical personnel have that, that I... I I'll be happily, I'm, you know, happily proven. I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I don't see how I'd ever do that. And of course, is there actually a need uh, in in the sense that, well, hang on, there's, there there are certain uh, well interactions the, you have that out, require an em, empathetic element yeah, like that. Yeah. If Why you, would you want something that doesn't provide that? If you break out of the Western world where everything's at our feet, and you go into the developing developing countries where it's not. There probably is some value because if you're, you know, because interesting enough, like a lot of these kind of small communities in sub-Saharan Africa or in, in Asia, or whatever, they actually do have pretty good internet access, oddly. Um, so if they don't have access to a, a doctor, a regular doctor, and, you know, their poor little kid's sick or something, there might be something that a chatbot or, or some kind of an engine could help them solve. Even if the medicine isn't there, just a way to perhaps, you know, uh, slow down or calm down the, the situation. So there is some value in it. I just think it has to be played and used, you know, sensibly and correctly without being overabused, which it no doubt will be. That is the cynic. <laughs> <laughs> right, excellent. And now um, let's do a couple more. Then. So right, going back yeah. to yellow, another yellow one. I think I'll make green the last one, maybe. All right, yellow is digital evangelist. Right, well, that, that's uh, what is that? That's me. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What is it? What do you do? I evangelize. Well, excellent. Actually, no, it's, an inter- it's interesting. I, and I, I probably would put myself in, a, in the role of a digital evangelist to some extent. Another great buzzword bingo title. Um, uh, and, you know, and I've had discussions the last couple of days, funny enough. <clears throat> there was a lot, a few years ago, there was a lot of thought and a lot of discourse that went around about saying, oh, well, we need to talk about digital quite overtly now because people aren't. And, but in a few years' time, we won't need to call people digital this or digital that because we'll all be digital. Yeah, it ain't fucking happened, does it? Right. <laughs> the reality is, it, you still have to very overtly talk about digital roles, digital capability, digital stuff. Because although we as consumers are digital, right? You know, I went and bought some Bluetooth headphones. I went online. I did my research. Da, 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 found the cheapest place. Blah, blah blah. You know, registered the product, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, it's a very a very digital engagement. In fact, I even ordered them. You know, through, through an app. So from that point of view, um, it's a part of of, of our lives. When it comes to corporations, the reason why digital transformation is still being hawked out by so many companies <laughs> is because companies still haven't. Yeah. And, I, and I find that astonishing. 
you know, and I was lucky and fortunate enough to come through a career where I, I started off in kind of application um, uh, support and development and so on, and then, and then infrastructure and then networks and then business applications and so on and so forth, that I have a very good understanding about technology, its values, its purpose, its uses. And it, I'm flummoxed when I see big organizations, multi, multi-million, billion-dollar companies that are still struggling to work out how to connect their back-end infrastructure to their front-end infrastructure, how to engage more digitally with their, their marketplace and so on. So, but it, it's a word, so I think it is a word that is needed, unfortunately. But, and I do think it will probably be needed forever because it will keep changing. So now it's maybe less about the bits and bytes of the technology, more about how the technology is used to solve a, the, a, a purpose or, or, or provide a need. And then it might be in time how it's better connected or you know, whatever it might be. So I think, it's a, I think you need people to keep talking about the use and the value it brings um, as long as it's not used in some pub quiz. You know, D-E... What does it, you know, what might that be in a company? <laughs> Digital evangelist, yeah, one point for you. So, yeah. Yeah. If, um, just to sort of extend that to maybe a, a slightly different buzzword, we talk about digital transformation all the time. And in fact, we've been talking about it for years. Then mm-hmm. we're starting to ask another question, which is, well, hang on, hasn't this transformation happened yet? Uh-huh. I mean, surely the implication of transformation is that there's a beginning and a middle and an end to it. What, what, where do you stand on digital transformation as a... So as we're, a actually, we're actually running one, or I'm running one or heading one up right now, in fact, as, as it turns out. And it probably shouldn't be called digital transformation, but you know, digital evolution, because it will, you will always be transforming. Every organisation should always be transforming, because especially now when the world is changing so quickly, you know, our engagement with everything uh, is changing so fast and so quickly, you have to keep adapting either adapting to how it is or adapting to where it's going to be either way um, ideally both um, so it isn't a transformation or if it is a transformation it's a continuous transformation not a one-off event but you see this all the time uh, you know I, I don't know the history of this I'm talking somewhat anecdotal not anecdotal somewhat in theory but if you think about Kodak Kodak would have started off you know maybe in the basis of the films and moved in colour and that's a transformation and it moved it from those big cameras to smaller cameras and that was a transformation and, and probably got to the point where the, the, the head of the company thought you know what, this is, this is where the world is now and it's not really going to change after this and they lacked that visionary thinking to think where it could go because as you know digital cameras the idea was created in Kodak but they decided well, no because if they felt <laughs> it was going to erode their, their market of film and print and so on. Right. Little, little right. did they understand that if they didn't jump on that bandwagon, there wouldn't be a company, you know, 20, 30, whatever it is years later. So yeah. you've got to, you know, it, it's an evolution, not a transformation. And it's not digital, it's just a business evolution. And it, you know, the digital component is just the phrase that's used today, but it, it's, it's really about staying ahead of the curve. Don't ever rest on the fact that you do a good job. That's a very good point to end on there. One more egg. What colour is it? Pink or green? Pink. I was going to end on pink. That's what I was going to do. And it is. <laughs> so we'll skip that one. <laughs> Digital <laughs> transformation. Okay, yeah, skip that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, omnichannel. I like omnichannel yes. in the context yeah. of the agency in which we're currently sitting because yeah. that is the, uh, you know, 
a marketing arena is typically where you'd hear that ch- that word more than any other. Yeah. So what, what does omni-channel mean to you? And, you know, is it still valid? Again, it's a little bit like the word digital. Is that st- word still valid? And, and it is still valid because people still aren't doing it, right? And for all the time that people aren't doing it, you've got to talk about it until people are doing it as second nature. Then you can stop talking about it and start talking about some, something else they're not doing. Um, so it is valid. And, and again, and I was talking the other day about, uh, about email, you know, I was talking it's an off-site um, somewhere, and I was talking about the, um, the email. You, you, let's say you've identified a persona, and a persona, I'm going to talk about from my, from my word at the moment. You're looking at cars, Jaguar Land Rover, you really like them, and you're, like, you, you, you're a bit of a tech head, so you like the tech side of the vehicles. The email I send you at midday and the email I send you at 7 p.m. will need to be different, because at midday you're probably time poor in a rush, and so the email probably would be more of an image, perhaps a one or two big word type things. So you can kind of like read it on the go. In the evening, it might be a, a video-enabled email message um, with some maybe somewhat more verbose text in there because you're probably time-rich, probably at home on a local Wi-Fi you know, network, better than Wi-Fi network than on a 4G network, etc. So, but it's the same person. And then when you think about that from on a social channel and on a website and on whatever and the fact that you might jump from clicking on the on an Instagram post to a to a um, uh, an own web page you'd want the journey to be a, a nice seamless and continuous journey in I clicked on the red car that's a, let's say it's a, an F-Pace that takes me to the the F-Pace page maybe even a red car on the F-Pace page don't know business. so there's You've got to continue. That doesn't happen much today. There's still a bit of a break between the experience you have on a social engagement to a web engagement to an email engagement to an any other engagement. So omnichannel is, for me nowadays, is more about the expression of the journey and the story that you're trying to um, uh, present seamlessly across these different channels. So really? seamless yeah. personalization by design is probably what I would say. Because that seamless personalization by design is, is the hashtag that we're going to end on. And that's the one that we will put in, Perfect. in, in, in this post when we post this thing. It's, it's less uh, succinct, perhaps a little bit, than Omnichannel, but <laughs> carries an awful lot more meaning. So I think we should just go for that. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Nope. Uh, really uh, enjoyed it and thank you for inviting me until next time power up your day with the bulletin brief the latest news insights and opinion delivered straight to your inbox subscribe now at digitalbullet.in